Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I am on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me this week, I have kind of like an all-star cast. From left to right, let me know who you are, brothers. My name is Rico Sad. I'm the producer and the director of the film. Hi, my name is Daniel Lewis Rivera, a.k.a. Danny Limelight, and I play Joe Riv. I'm the writer, producer actor, stuntman, stunt coordinator for the film. Yo, my name is Laquan Antonio Bennett, and I play Detective Jacobs. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. And as always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Guys, are you ready? Ready? ready yes. We were okay. born ready, mate. Awesome. Now, is this one at a time, or is this anybody can answer? Y'all can freestyle however y'all want to answer it. If y'all like each other's answer, y'all can override each other. <laughs> y'all ready? <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. Right. Question number one. Let's have a buzzer and we buzz when we're like ready, you know. <laughs> Whoever ready for the question first, like, ah! All right, question number one. What is the best yep. album or song you listened to in the past year? Does not have to be new, by the way. The best song, Wants and Needs by Drake and Lil Baby. That should get me hype. That's a good song. That's a really good song. Just, just say, for Lil Baby's verse alone. Lil Baby's been say, killing it lately. <laughs> Thundercat, it is what it is. Okay, I like that one too. That's good. That's a tough question. Okay, I heard a lot of songs. I don't know if this. Um, okay, I would say like uh, "Mi Gente" by Danny Limelight. Hey, this is my favorite. Hey, song. My ah, song. Smart, <laughs> smart man. My Mikey Ruckus in blast. My Mikey Ruckus in blast. Aye. Mi gente. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Question number two. If there was any actor. Either of you guys can work with. Who would it be? Denzel Washington. Good answer. Johnny Depp. That's a really good answer. Bruce Lee. That might be wow. the best answer. Bro, let me yeah. tell you, I'm going to see it very quickly, man. How dope <laughs> would that be? That would be a, <laughs> a, fight, a fight with Bruce Lee. Bro, like, we, we've seen something similar. Bruce like Lee it. and Karim Abdul-Jabbar. Don't you guys remember this fight? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yes. I definitely remember that. That was awesome. Game of death. They were definitely a dope movie. <laughs> All right. It was great. 
Question number three. Don't mm-hmm. say that's going to get y'all incriminated. But what's the dumbest thing y'all ever done as a kid? Mm. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Smart man. Like a dumbest thing. Dumbest thing I ever did as a kid. Um, I did a lot of dumb shit. It, I did too. I, I don't remember. All right, this one time, this girl, we was like talking or whatever, and I was trying to impress her or whatever, and she dropped her textbook in the subway between the trains, right? And so I waited for the train to leave, and then I jumped into the railroad tracks to get her textbook because she didn't want to pay $150 for the textbook. And so I, uh, I, I jumped in, I grabbed her textbook, I jumped back up, and I forgot that I was wearing all white Nikes, and my shit's got Fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if this is like the kind of stuff you're talking about, no, man, I do that all every day. Man. Like, I, I make my clothes dirty. I'm so clumsy. Like, you know, it just it happens. And so, me and white clothes, I stay away. Don't stay away from the white. Yeah, because like it just ruins, you know. But yeah, the dumbest shit, maybe I think I took everything to heart and I shouldn't give a fuck back then, mm, you know? I like that. And that's, uh-huh. I think, that's the dumbest thing I think. Because I everything like else, I don't think I was that dumb, you know? That makes sense. That okay, makes sense. I I can't promise this is the dumbest thing, but this is the dumbest <laughs> thing I can think of. <laughs> dumbest thing I can think of right now. Uh, is I had to be like, I had to be like eight, nine years old or something like that. This was at a Kmart. My mom was shopping and she always took forever. So I was bored, right? So I'm looking for ways to entertain myself. And I come across this door and it's got this, chain wrapped around the handle for some reason. I'm like, what is this chain wrapped around this door for? People won't be able to get in and out. So I go about unraveling the chain, right? And uh, I open the door and across the whole entire store, this big old alarm sounds off, all these lights flash and everything. And like everybody in the store is like freaking turns around, whips around and looks at me. And I'll sit here like, like a deer in the headlights, right? And uh, I looked at my mom and like, I go to her, she said, no, you stay right there. I'm like, well, <laughs> thanks mom for the support. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden this dude, uh, guy who clearly worked there all dressed up and stuff, he making a beeline straight towards me, right? And I'm like, this is it, I'm going to prison. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, you know, he stands up and you know, gets it you know fucking gets to me and he's like um did you open that door buddy hmm. yes i opened the door is <laughs> 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 like, that's okay we we try to keep it close i'm like okay oh, okay that's man. it you got lucky we, that's so good tell me what is that store bro <laughs> <laughs> what's that if that's the reaction let me get that adrenaline rush tell me what the story is <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep it close. All right, sorry. <laughs> all right, question number four. Mm-hmm. Each one of you give me the greatest superhero. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I like that answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I have one. Okay. When you when you finish that one. All right. So 
not necessarily superhero in a traditional sense, but I gotta say Optimus Prime. That's an excellent answer. And, and it's not it's not because of his abilities or what he can do or anything like that. It is because of his soul and his ability to connect and reach and to always know and strive for the right thing and the best thing for for you everybody. Might as well have said Captain and America, bro. Same person. Captain yeah. America, Optimus Prime. Honestly, I think I think Optimus has a little bit of an edge because of that voice. That's a really good answer. Robots, like, roll out. <laughs> Autobots, roll out. That's a good prime yeah. voice. Can't lie. Man, Miko. So, um, me superhero, but it's going to be a villain superhero. I'll go with the Joker. Ah, that's a unique answer. But he's, yeah, he's new to us. He's a new superhero. <laughs> you know, sometimes people like to root for the bad guys, so that, I'm not that, mad that at that it. Lancy. Yeah. Mm. I like you know, it. like all the anonymous shit. This is the no superhero. I like it. I like it a lot. You know. All right. Question yeah. number five. Thanks, hey. man. Like... You guys <laughs> got to work together on this one. Oh. Zombie apocalypse happens, Walking <laughs> Dead style. Y'all can take five things with you to go out and survive the world. Your family and your pets don't count. They automatically come with you. What are y'all taking to survive? All right. Take in. That's all right, man. I'm taking my my rifle. Okay. You know, M4. Um. I don't know about I'm the taking, rifle, man. I'm taking. If it's if it's Walking Dead style. Yeah, Walking Dead. No, 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 no. And the rifle, the ammo's gonna go. You gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta. No, that, that, but it also, it also things. makes. I get five things, right? <laughs> M4. Okay. I got a fucking drum of ammo. Okay. Okay. My Glock. <laughs> okay. My, my K bar. Okay. And a first aid kit. Okay, that's that's good. Danny is bringing the violence. That's good. I like that. He's, no, he's a soldier, man. He's not bringing <laughs> so, any violence. Some, he just can't some, prepare. He's a soldier, man. Somebody better bring some damn the food. Guy <laughs> he's going to hunt that guy. Oh, hey, Laquan, what you got? All right. So, uh, katana. Okay, I like that. I would definitely bring a crossbow. I like that too. Uh, my arrows that go with it. I would need. I would definitely need. A, so if I bring if I bring like a if I bring like a rucksack, right? Um, it's it's just a sack. It's not the stuff that's in it. It's it's it is a rucksack, right? Okay. Define what you mean by rucksack. Are we talking about like a military issue? One that has like certain things in it, like a life raft, yeah. things like that? Yeah, well, a life raft, yeah. Uh, but yeah, military issue standard, you know, you've got okay. yourself a tarp, some, you know, weather gear and, you know, uh, I will say like this. standard clothing. I, and I will allow that because it's considered one item because they don't just give it to you like piecemeal. So yes, okay. that is allowed. Sweet. Uh... Something for food. Shit, mm -hmm. I'd, probably, I'd probably have to go for some sort of like Costco size, like like <laughs> Costco jar size. of like almonds or something like that. Okay. 
Uh, one more. Just to start off with, I got one more thing. One more thing. I am going to need a, a huge ass pack of matches, right? Because I'm going to need some fire. Okay, cool. I'm going to throw a flag. That's, 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 my, my, my man was making fun of me for bringing an M4. <laughs> But he want to run around with a katana and crossbows. You didn't even say you was bringing bows for the crossbow, my dude. Bows for the cross, arrows for the crossbow. The, the arrows. No, I said that that's, a, that's included. Gonna... They're they're attached. No, it's, it's not. It's a unit. Then, then yes, how it is. is the ammo not included in M4? Be because it's like it's not really it's no, 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 because the, here's the thing I was thinking about the crossbow and load a crossbow right yeah and, and so and, the and, thing is it's part man, of what happens like, you got you a whole herd rush you. When I can just be like, yeah, this, gonna... bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah, until you run out. Until Man, you run out, thing. that's it. And you're no, attracting yeah. more while you're doing it. So it's not just that herd. It's everything else in the area that you're bringing to you. But they all get embodied. <laughs> as, as long as you hit and as long as you have bullets, as soon as you're out in bullets, you, as soon as you're out in bullets, you're going to be the I body. I put a Glock out. Bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang. I don't think that's going <laughs> to save you, bro. There's too many of them. Oh, but you think you think you're going to sit here with a sword and just kill all of them? I'm not trying to kill all of them. That's the thing. Oh, I'm oh, trying to make a silent. I'm, I'm not no. trying to kill all of them. That's the thing. I'm Look, trying to escape silently. My man, I'm trying to I, hide. Listen, I'm totally with you. Because his shit need the manufacturer and need a lot. Our shit is reusable. I was thinking about the crossbones to get people from far, okay. to get things from far. So I don't want the context. You stay away. So I need a machete, 100% a sword. Okay. Because this is something that you can reuse. And exactly. the crossbow. The swords for cutting and shit. And the crossbow, if something like coming a, a, a fucking lion, I'm not waiting with the knife. Well, Get yeah. the motherfucker just before he comes. It's so, ranged and it's great you know, for like, hunting. And, it's great for food. And, and, no, and wait. It, it, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about surviving. I'm not thinking about anybody else, man. I, I'm not going in a war. I'm going in a survivor mode. So anyway, like um, those arrows, I can reuse them again. Go to exactly. The and get it from him. Exactly. Or I can make it. I can make it with a fucking knife. Yeah, that, that's true. The fucking my sword that I have. So these two are necessary, necessary to, to be with me. And then fire is fantastic. Because fire, fire, fire is one of the greatest. It gets cold. So it gets cold sometimes. Yeah. And you got to cook sometimes. This, you know. No, and to, to scare things away and to, to, cook, to cook the stuff that you're going to fucking hunt. So, yeah. Fire. That's three things. Uh, got two more. Uh, huh? You got two more. I got two more. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. So, source of music, 100%. Oh. You know? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I need a library of music or something like this. Yeah, because he's gonna charge the shit in his ass. Yeah, I'm about to say, dude. Solar, bro, I'm taking solar shit. Yeah, okay. I'm taking solar, solar fucking time. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, bro. So yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I think I want to get solar panel with me. I can't how, how the fuck is he gonna shoot his crossbow with a solar panel on his back? <laughs> This may be the only time I would be charging the crossbow. I'm gonna tell you something, and then when the dirt, when the going gets tough, I'll just shoot both of them and take their shit. No, because I already be gone. Uh, this may be the only time 
where the guest on the podcast is arguing about what each other is taking. <laughs> it's funny because you you started you started this you started this you you started this with the prefaces. Y'all got to work together. Yeah. That, yeah, you know that. You know what that reminds me of? Reminds me of what's the film for uh, Ben Affleck? Uh, Triple Frontier. Uh, Triple Frontier. Yeah, it's like this. You're talking to guys like this now. <laughs> like who? You know? What's next? What's up? What you got for us, Delvin? So. <laughs> You guys, let, let me know a little bit about this project you guys are working on, because I know you guys are working on an awesome project, and that's what you guys are actually here for. Yes, sir. Go on, then. Well, so, you can't really see me, because I can't see you. But me goes right here. All right, okay. so Joe Rib, you know what I'm saying? It's basically a film about a Special Forces CIA operative, okay? He was KIA, right? Okay, for three quote, years, unquote. right? His family, his family and friends seen him buried and everything, right? Um. And, and so from, from, from there, the movie picks up after all that's happened. His sister is killed at a club, right? His sister's murdered at a club, cold-blooded. She went to the club with her boyfriend who was involved with the wrong crew. Her boyfriend ran, left her to die. So the story's about the brother coming back home. Everybody thinks he's dead. They don't know he's alive. And he comes back home to find out who killed his sister and to get, to get her, you know, to, to avenge her. And it's just me, you know what I'm saying, running through the city whooping everybody's ass. It's a lot of action. It's about family. It's about doing whatever it takes to, 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 to be there for your family. It's about, you know, the, the feeling that you have when you have to be selfless. Like, you know, my, my life was set. I was off the radar, but I came back. You know what I'm saying? Detective Jacobs plays one of my friends from the past who thought I was dead and now he knows I'm alive because I contacted him to figure things out. And now I'm back on the radar. So I'm putting myself at risk but it's important to me to make sure that my sister's death doesn't go, you know, for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's it's nonstop action. It's it's very much inspired by the John Wicks, the Jason Bournes, you know, Jason Statham. Um, and so Joe Riv, that's me, man. Riv is short for Rivera, which is my last name. And, and, and I'm super excited. I, I got to work with some amazing people. One of my best friends, the producer, director, Miko, and the award-winning Egyptian filmmaker right here. Um, got to work with with Laquan, who's who's another phenomenal actor, stuntman. He's you know he's done he's been on Snowfall. He's done a few projects with me in the past, little things here and there. And you know when when I wrote this film, you know I wrote it I wrote it in in, in two days, and we shot it in one day. You know, sixteen hour shoot day, and I, I just man, it feels so good when I, you know when I, when I was writing it, and then when I was going through like the rehearsals for the stunts and stuff like that. And then when we was actually on set, I told everybody, my, my plan, you know, Migos plan, he, he already told me, he's like, I want you to make a film for you. We're going to get you to the film festivals, get everybody to see you. And I told everybody, I'm like, we're going to take this film to the festivals and, and all of you are going to get seen, you know, because I, I believe if people are real with you and they're there when you need them, that you bring them with you. It's going to make it better when your people make it with you, you feel me? And so we got accepted to four film festivals. We're going to the biggest action festival there is this month. With you know, like with a lot of people, Michael J. White is going to be there. You know, a lot of the people that were, were, were part of, you know, Sylvester Stallone's career, Arnold Schwarzenegger's career, all the big action stars, Jason Statham's career, they're all going to be there. You know, and so we have a premiere with a Q&A after the film. And then we, you know, we go to the ceremony, walk so the red carpet, dress up, look a little spiffy, and, and hopefully win some things. But more importantly, get myself and all my people seen by the right people. Hold on. I have a question immediately just stuck out. You said y'all shot this in one day? Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> That is incredible. This man right here, man, making sure we had everything ready to roll. Getting all the shots he needed, no time wasted. Just grinding, everybody came to work. Everybody came to work. We had a DJ there, my boy Loudmouth. 
you know, he provided the music, the soundtrack for the, for the film. He was there DJing live, you know, in between takes and keeping people energy up by spinning mm -hmm. the music. Mm -hmm. we, we know we had some drinks there, you know, just, just good vibes. His, he premiered his song. Yeah, his new song, Bop It, is out now on Spotify, yeah. iTunes, everywhere you get your music. And he premiered it that day. On the film. On the film. It's the opening song that you'll hear when the film starts. Hey, and then yeah. we had Royal Rashad, another another uh, rapper out here in L.A., who debuted his his song, you know, a whole lot of drip. At, at, you know, it is a live performance in the club. When, when Joe Riff gets to the club to figure out who did it, you know, it's in the middle of a big rapper performing his new song. And so he, the rapper's performing and I'm walking in the club and I'm, shit just, go, you know, goes off. So, you know, we had, we had, we had, you know, we had strippers there dancing, you know, we had poles and they were, they were getting it in. They were, they were making, you know, bringing that environment to life. Worked with some amazing actors and actresses and stunt people. And, you know, we had Nick Herms, the second unit director. You know, he, he came on set, he's done films like Transformers, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Kingdom, um, Tax Collector, um, whole bunch of shit. He has like over a hundred credits, you know, on IMDb for all the stunt work he's done and stuff like that. The Rock, yeah. He, he he's worked with Scorpion King. He was on the Mummy, Million Dollar um, Baby, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, he, he's he done a lot of stuff, and he came on and provided a lot of insight for us, especially when it was time to shoot the fights. You know, he he was vital into the success of this film. So, I, I gotta ask. This is this all sounds awesome. How did you get all these people to work on this project and get it done so quickly? Because it seems like you got a lot of talent working on it. It's diverse cast. And it seems like you got it all in line and checked. I think it's everything about this sounds cool. The whole, Danny, you said you wrote this, right? Yes. So what was that process like? Let's start with that first. Well, I was just trying to find, you know, a story worth telling, you know, something that people would care about, something that people could relate to, you know, what would you do if somebody murdered your family? You know what I'm saying? What, what, would, you, what would you feel? What, what kind of energy would you bring? And, and I wanted to write something that, you know, action, action is hot right now. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't his first, like, just sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I just like, it wasn't his first uh, script or a film to write. He wrote like three or four before. And he, he, they were kind of different. He wrote one about like young teens who has been taken, you know, and sold abroad. He he wrote another story about the girl, like um, Khaleesi, yeah. Sunny, a, a possessed little girl. Yeah, he okay. wrote above the line. But then at this point, I told him, Danny, it's it's about time to like what he said. Just repeating what he said. It's about time to just stop writing like this. Uh, this now and let's write something to showcase your skills because we have a star from the, from the wrestling yeah so yeah. it's not like I, I don't have a beginner with me you know I don't have somebody like this I have somebody who's already started somewhere else I need to show him different in the film so when I told him I said something to showcase you he was so smart on writing this because he's like he's have already experience with the marine so this has been added on the film somehow you know, he incorporated his family because he cared for his daughter a great deal. You know, so he knew the sense of family. He, he, he always with his family, like his, his parents, they come over. He, he's like, he, he's Puerto Rican, so that family-oriented, something like you can't put in the actor, you know. Yeah, everybody can act, but if he doesn't have it, it's a bit difficult. So he kind of had the action, had the rest, and had, had all of this, but away from the rest first time. People gonna see Danny Limelight, not the wrestler. You know what I mean? They're gonna yeah. see Danny Rivera, a whole different guy, a stone, like a subtle guy who's not like that. What you see on like Mihente and stuff like this. His persona on, the, on the, yeah, you don't see any Danny Limelight. 
so he, different. You know, it's it's just it's, he's an act. He's just literally he he's doing somebody else. And uh, to be honest, um, when it like like he so it was easy to to do because he's he like choreograph fights all the time. Him and Luquan together, him and other friends. It's not he's not his first time. He creates fights all the time. So he kind of like all right. He knows what his skills and he knows the fight. So he created all of this. So it was easy to write, I think, for him. Because Danny has something very important. And it's the drive. He has a lot of drive. So he wants to leave. So, like, um, if I'm talking to him about writing something, he will be redirected, you know, like, while he's talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of person. So, like, this is one of the main things that made the film happen in one day is his drive. You know, like, um, and uh, he's there for people. He's good to people. So... There was a lot of people for him. We didn't do this alone, me and him, at all. We're far from doing this alone. There was a lot of people. There was like around 50 or 60 people on set. And there is people who worked from abroad. So we had the music done, especially for the film. The score was done in London and mastered in London. The sound design was done in here. Like, um, you know, a lot of, uh, most. there is a few tracks in here was done from New York, from other artists, his cousins and stuff like that. It's kind of like there's so many people in it that we cannot just be yeah. anything apart from great. We had a great editor, Saif Al Sharif from Creative Labs. He edited, colored it, um, the made graphic, the trailer, you know, the graphic, and he was a great help as well in putting the things together and fixing. Because like like every film, we we had we had few issues, we have few challenges with we we fix stuff, you know. But the most amazing thing that we just like everybody did his best and. Uh, the thing, one of the main thing we want from this is to make Joe Riff the feature. So like we made Joe Riff to show what we can do one day. Now it's time to turn this, Danny's already writing. I know this is, he never said this on the media or in the press or anything. This is the first time I'm just spilling the beans right now. He's, um, he's writing the feature now and we're gonna like just, we're gonna have great news for you guys soon about the film and turn it big and hopefully go to theater very soon. But once we turn it to feature first, so um, hopefully that's good, you know. Kwa, what what has been your experience like working with this project and hooking up oh. with Danny on this? Because it seems super cool. What has it been like for you doing this? Uh, so uh, this is the second project uh, that I worked on him with. Right, we worked on one earlier about the human trafficking, and um, I always, I always think of this very, very fondly because it was in the midst of the pandemic, right? And everybody was just so <laughs> removed from from reality and the way things have been normally, and we were so, so excited, right, to get out and and shoot and, and do something in film and be in a project like this. So the energy was fantastic. Um, and uh, I just had a lot of fun, man. <laughs> it was, uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, there's, there's a, uh, I had a lot of fun with improvisation. Uh, we had a lot of good people on set. It was, it was really, really good single day of shooting. <laughs> well, I have a question for both of you, for, for Danny and uh, Laquan. Laquan and Danny, because I'm quite sure there's fight scenes in this, as you said. What was it like working with the fight choreographer? I know Danny has a little experience with wrestling and 
doing moves and things like that. So what was that process like working with a choreographer, getting these moves down and stuff like that? I was the choreographer. Oh, so that's even better. So how, what was that like yeah. for you? Man, my mind, I mean, for anybody that watches me wrestle, I know this is mostly a wrestling podcast, right? No, so, it's everything. <laughs> everything, okay, everything. So a lot of people that know me know me from wrestling. So I, I'm always in the ring, I'm always wrestling, I'm always innovative, creative, explosive. Um, I have a very wide range, whether it's striking, flying, grappling, submissions, you know, entertaining, whatever, doing my little dance, whatever the case may be, right? When I came up with the fights for this, I was, yes, I was inspired by the John Wick, the the, the unarmed versus arm manipulations, you know, the, 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 the judo throws into the transitions, you know, things like that. I wanted it to make sense. I wanted it to be realistic. I wanted it to feel like an actual fight. At no point did I want it to feel like a Steven Seagal film where it's just me, bang, 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 boom, you know, like, I, I, I like nothing against Steven Seagal, but I, I was always more of a fan of the fights that involved guys like Jason Statham, Keanu Reeves, you know, it, it, even Dwayne Johnson, you know what I'm saying? And so I wanted to make sure that when I was putting these fights together, that it was, they had psychology behind it. There was reasons, intent behind everything that I was doing. When I had a knife, how I was using the knife as much as possible. There's like one scene, like there's like one spot where, you know, I like, I block somebody, like they try to they try to stab me and like I block him and I put the knife through his fucking throat at the same time. So I like block his and I like throw the knife in his throat, like stab him. And then I pull it out and there's another guy coming on the floor and I fucking throw the knife straight from out of his throat into the other guy. And then I get into another fight where the other guy has weapons and I have none where, you know, I drop him and then I pull that body that I just threw the knife into the guy, grab the knife back out of him and then put it in the other guy. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I wanted it to be like, oh, shit. you know, like I wanted that, those little pops that, that like, oh, shit, oh, he did, you know what I'm saying? So fortunately, you know, everybody that I was working with, they, they caught on to the choreography real fast. You know, we only did one rehearsal day. Um, and, and on set, the day of the shoot, you know, the space was a little bit smaller than we expected. So we even had to change fights day of, you know, that's huh. when it changes to the fights. And, and, and everybody was able to adapt with it. You know, even Laquan, he had, Laquan had a whole improv fight scene because, we, we had planned for the scene to go a certain way, but there wasn't no space for us to do it that way. So literally, like the day of, like, all right, you guys got to come up with a quick little fight. You know, and in the film, you'll see Laquan tuggling, tussling with this big dude named, named Blake Troop, who plays Crank in the film. He plays the enforcer for the, for, the, for the club owner. And he's tussling with him, and then he, like, smashes him with the glass. You know, like, it, it's, it was so much fun, you know, working with all these stunt guys and, and you know, having Nick Herms there to assist further with the getting the right shots and things like that. I think that it's an action movie, so the, the most important part of the film had to be the action, I think. You know, the fights had to be good, and, and I think we accomplished yeah. that. Agreed. I like that. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, Miko, let me ask you, well, I guess this is probably more concerning, Miko. We just, I guess you could say the pandemic's winding down. What is it like trying to make a movie doing all the hoopla and everything that's been going on this past year or so? It has to be difficult. Um... Making a movie is always difficult, man. And just it's different challenge every time. Problems, they never finish. They just change. So um, I think, yeah, of course it was difficult. But for me, no, it was fun. It was fun. It was just, I had just one worry. And that was the like the most challenging thing for me. And um, it was like kind of the safety of everyone. That's, and I kept like just going on on and on about it and butthead with Danny about it. And Danny, we need to like just tell people 
hey, please be careful, please, that COVID, that this and COVID protocol on set, let's stay, you have sanitizing stations and stuff like this yeah. where everyone can do like stuff like this. And I, this was just my worry. I did not want anyone to suffer or make anybody suffer because of the film. That was the, my most worry. So I kept making me and Danny kept, uh, and I said to him, Danny, please even write it in like this so you can at least write it so they can understand it and make sure you tell them. And then he was on it. He was telling everybody, hey, go with like this, wear your mask all the time, blah, 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 blah. We just like tried to make it a pleasant experience and um, just getting everybody like, I don't know, the people who came, they were so cool. What can I say? They were the coolest people on earth at that day. I swear to God, they came, they had fun. The DJ was there, we ate, and I like I kid you not, uh, just that that was the my biggest concern and turned out to be the biggest like actually the best memory I had from that day. Yeah, and on top of that, like he was saying with the food, you know, I we we had Nick Herms, he owns a, a sandwich spot in LA. And what's it called again? Um LA Sandwich Bar. Uh, LA Sandwich Bar. It's in LA. It's amazing sandwiches. He he provided the catering for the place. And we ate all the food that it was such a long day. We ran out of food. And this is to tell you the type of people that we had on set. Blake Troop, out of his pocket, didn't tell nobody, ordered pizza for everybody, bro. That's cool. Just so everybody could get more food because we were working late. And, and he said, like, this is the only thing I can do, you know? Like, and the guy came and he didn't get paid and stuff like this. And, and like, he just volunteered completely. Just his time for Danny and for us. And he lent us our talent. And he still offered something. That's when he, like, just honestly, like, these people. Like, one is the, like, one is the source of entertainment for me. Like, honestly. I'm normally the person who just entertain everyone. But when I see Lacuane, it just turns. This guy make me laugh so much. <laughs> so him being in set, throwing jokes, throwing stuff, just seeing him dancing in the, in the bars. When you go in and dance from the back like this, I love it. I love That was so much fun. Like, so like, honestly, we were lucky, Jesse. We did. Like, everybody on set was was great. You know, apart from one person, I'm not gonna mention his name. But uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you see it? Like, this is it, man. You want more? Oh yeah, definitely more. So, no, 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 no. We're not I'm giving you no more. No, no. <laughs> A hundred percent. Okay. Um, just the challenges of the film as well. Like when, when you're doing film like this, um, one of the main things that half of those people I met just like one day before, but bringing all of this together and reviving whatever was not there and like going through the whole process with Danny doing the film and after like doing all the stuff like the post and stuff and just people here and trying to adjust it trying to get the right music trying to get the right stuff you know like yeah that was really really like um long you know it just took us a bit long but because like then he's been busy traveling all the time with his wrestling between here and florida so it was it was fantastic to be honest it's a, it's a fantastic because um, for me i believe you never stop learning and I'm sure there was a pleasure and learning experience in that. And I enjoyed every part. And um, uh, I, if I go back again, I will do a different mistakes, I promise. I like that. It sounds like you guys had a blast recording this and making this whole yeah. project. That's, that's no, awesome. Man, I'm sorry. Don't tell my mama. But there was a strippers. <laughs> and there was like, 
And they, wait, wait, and the DJ, all right, and a fun lot of people and food while everybody was locked up in the house. Come on, bro. That does sound what awesome. Do you think, that sounds awesome. That sounds like that. And, and even us, like, listen, I'm not talking about the strippers anyway in any bad form because <laughs> all of us, no, no, hear me out. This is going to be even funnier, dude. Listen to this. All of us, we had to go on that pole that day. Yeah, we all tried it. We all tried the pole, man. So it, it, it wasn't only them. You know, it was us too. So we were stripping too. Oh, so yeah. I'm just saying. In, in, in between takes for fun, we I got swear. on the pole to see if we could do it. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's okay. Now I got to ask since y'all brought it up. We're going there. Who did the best job on the pole? Oh, <laughs> Bro, I think, like, you know, without being show off, I think it's me. <laughs> After the girls, it's got to be me. After the girls. I think so. I think so, too. I'm going to vote Miko. Yeah! I, like saw, I, saw to, of the day. I still have to see Miko's footage. Oh, shit. I still have but listen, listen to this. Imagine Deleted scenes. You are on a set, the, 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 a set of an action film, the, the director of the film on the phone. I'm just telling you, man. I'm Mom, just man. I'm just upset he didn't go up the pole and record some shit, you know? <laughs> that angle. The GoPro. I was like trying to make a human flag on the pole, but it didn't work. The muscles were <laughs> not like, you know, it didn't work. Well, we had a lot of fun, man. Definitely awesome. Let, let, let everybody know this before we're not going yet, but we're gonna go in a few minutes. Where can people find this movie at and support this movie? Because this movie sounds awesome. Wow, I was really expecting to hear from Nico and Dan or Danny on that one. I think they froze I hear up. nothing. Um so I mean basically uh the final platform hasn't been determined. Uh, they are they're looking at uh, you know whatever streaming whatever streaming services um, uh, would will will you know will work with them. But the focus is really the festival first and the premiere there, and then kind of based on based on the the reception and the clout uh, that it receives, uh, that'll sort of determine where it lands. Okay. Look, look. Well, he, they come back in. They dropped out, so I think they come back in right now. The festival. Can oh, anyone go? Miko's Miko's phone got too hot for my being out here. Okay, cool, cool. Even the phone is too hot, bro. <laughs> man's not man's not hot, but the phone's hot. <laughs> so everybody can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, you wanted to say oh. something about the film? Oh, the film. I thought so, he was saying where they could find us. So here's the thing, like about the film. The film is gonna have his its world premiere. In Vegas, in Galaxy Home Mall, uh, cinema, uh, Galaxy Theater Mall, in Las Vegas, 29th of this month, July. If you want to see the film on the big screen on theater, and it's world premiere there, that's one part. Uh, and after we finish its round of uh, like the festival and stuff like that, we might put it, um, we're discussing, we might put it. Uh, we'll see the deal. What how is things gonna work out? But we might put it in a in a link that we allow people to see it, or we might upload like uh, we'll be on Amazon or something like this. But I'm just waiting to finalize the deal with the feature film. What we're gonna do? So if like we get the feature, we, you know, we will put it in. Uh, for example, Danny's website. You can go there, and you know, like, or if we're gonna just like gonna start 
maybe the fan will help us to like the feature film, the jewelry film, and then we'll put this for, this for them to see, and then they can invest with us in the new film, in the future bigger okay. film. I like that. So, AKA Netflix, cut the check. <laughs> Facts. My man. <laughs> Facts. You know, he said, need to see the effect in my bank account, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess no, let everybody know where to find y'all at for those who don't know. Say again? Let everybody know where to find, where to find you guys uh, where, uh, So uh, my name is... Okay. Um, one second. Because there's a... Yeah, my name is Miko Saad. You can find me on Miko Saad anywhere. M-I-C-O-S-A-A-D. Instagram, everywhere. Facebook, all that. Miko Sad. Yeah, Two can, A's and Sad. Yeah, Sad with an extra A. Find me any with, with this name on any platform. Cool. And, um, and in the same time, like, be happy to help. You know, be just like great to reach out to Daniel as well. If you're regarding jewelry, please reach out to Daniel or to myself. And then, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. But thank you so much lot for listening. Thank you, Delvin, for having us. No problem. And I can tell you, like, uh, it has been a lot of fun just, like, making the film. Yes. Yeah, yeah Laquan. Bless up, yeah, so uh, Laquan Antonio Bennett, you can find me on Instagram at windstriker007. I like it. And then, mi gente, you already know who it is, the radioactive Bobby, Danny Limelight. You can find me on all social media platforms at Danny Limelight or on IMDb at Daniel L. Rivera. We here. We ready for the premiere of Joe Rib. I hope y'all ready, too. Delvin, thank you for having me. Mi gente, thank you for listening. And can't wait to come back on. You guys are always welcomed on. I'm definitely going to support the movie. Thank you guys for coming on. This has been amazing. As always, Delvin Cox Spirits, we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, you'll find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghostwriter. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thanks.